Easter Sunday, He is risen. April 5th. Well, for these weeks through January, February, and March, we have been establishing a strong foundation concerning the promises of God. And last week we connected the dots between our personal salvation and being heirs to those promises. Now today we will continue to build on that strong, solid foundation for understanding why we should pray God's promises when we pray. And we will also begin to discuss how we should pray. And this, of course, will be all based on Scripture. Now, first, I'd like to talk about uh, the Messianic Bible Project. And they are translating the English versions of Bibles uh, and uh, based on the Aleppo Codex and the Masoretic Text into Hebrew so that all Jewish, speak, uh, Jewish people who are Hebrew speakers can have the entire Old and New Testaments in a language that they can understand. <clears throat> uh, and I'd like to just uh, read what they have to say about Yeshua because these are Messianic Jews who believe in and accept Jesus Yeshua as Messiah Yeshua HaMashiach and they say their um, Bibles for Israel does believe in calling on the name of Yeshua which in Jewish thinking is calling out for salvation since the name reflects the person and his character. We also believe in praying in Yeshua's name. What does that mean? It means that when we pray, our prayers should reflect his agenda, values, and purposes, not our own selfish ambitions and vain conceits. Praying in Yeshua's name means we come before him expressing Yeshua's desires and stand in Yeshua's authority. It means we have the confidence to stand before our Heavenly Father because of what Yeshua has accomplished through His holy life, His death on the Roman execution stake, His burial and resurrection. He not only holds the power to forgive our sins, but has absolute victory over death and has defeated the enemy once and for all. We come in faith knowing that there is no other name, no other person who is above him. Now let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. That's uh, Philippians chapter 2, 
verses 9 and 10. Taylor, could you read that? Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And if we want to go through verse 11 to finish out that section, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <clears throat> now the, the meat of that is verses 9 and 10 as far as the name of Jesus. So God anointed him. He approved him. When uh, John the Baptist baptized Jesus in water in the Jordan River, God expressed his approval and said that he is pleased with his son. And at that point when the, the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus, that was God's anointing flowing over Jesus from the top of his head through his body down through his toes. So Jesus is perfectly anointed in the Holy Spirit <clears throat> to do what God sent him to do. God exalted him to the highest place, the very highest, and gave him a name, Yeshua, which means God saves. Yeshua, the name that is above every name. And when, we, when the Jews refer to God, they don't, in the old, old days, they did not feel themselves worthy to call him Yahweh, or Yehovah, they felt that they were not worthy to call him by his name, so they called him the name, Hashem, Hashem, and so that is what Jesus is, not only is God the name, but Jesus as part of the Holy Trinity, the three gods in one, which is Elohim. He is also the name, Hashem, the name that is above all names. <clears throat> At this name, every knee should bow. And it, the, when the great day comes, the great day of judgment, every knee will bow. And it includes everybody in heaven, all the heavenly hosts, on earth, everyone on earth and under the earth. The dead will rise again when Jesus comes back. So everyone and all those who end up in Hades and those who are in Abraham's bosom which is the top level of hell also called Sheol, every tongue on that great day will confess. Now to confess is to say the same as to be of one mind. And in the Christian confession, it is to say in the spirit of God's standards, to be of one mind with God. <clears throat> so when we're praying in the name of Jesus, we're praying in the highest authority and the highest power. God wants us to pray and ask him for blessings success and prosperity in his name. 
The Psalms are full of verses that reinforce meditation of his spiritual laws, prayer, and petition in his name. The blessings that result from the effective prayers of a righteous man and praise, rejoicing, and thanksgiving for the promises fulfilled. So we need to do all of this in the spirit of God's mind, in the spirit of God's standards. And we are to be of one mind with God, praying in the name of Jesus. Now let's uh, go over some verses that uh, verify that we are to pray in Christ. Uh, we'll start in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And just verse 20. Taylor, would you want to read that one? Verse 20, For as many as may be the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore also by him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Okay. So, all the promises are yes in Christ. The amen means so be it. So yes in Christ, so be it. And they're all spoken to the glory of God. So we pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's go to Colossians. Just go back a few books towards the back. That was right after Philippians. Yeah. Girls eat potato chips. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians 3, verse 17. Okay, such things are only the shadow of things that are to come, and they have only a symbolic value. But the reality, the substance, the solemn fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it belongs to Christ. Okay. Let me see if I wrote down the wrong. Okay. Colossians 3.17. Uh -oh. That was a good verse, but the, I don't. that wasn't the one I... Uh, <laughs> That wasn't verse 17. And okay. whatever you do, no matter what it is, in the word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in independence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. Okay. That's the right one, right? Yeah. Because we're looking for the phrases in these verses, in the name of Lord Jesus, or something that's very much like that. But so, I, also, I also like the thing about... He said giving praise, my Bible says giving thanks. But this ties in very importantly to something that I have been thinking about, is that prayer given in praise and through thanks has a strong effectiveness Yes. Uh, in the, with God and with the kingdom. And prayers that are raised in um, complaining and whining probably don't have as much effect. 
he does not respond to our emotions. Right. Although he understands our emotions and mm -hmm. he he has sympathy or he rejoices with us, but that's not part of the covenant. That's not part of the promise. So he does respond to praise and thanksgiving. God dwells in the praises of his congregation and there's scripture to back that up. Mm -hmm. So I like this verse because it ties in with the definition of confess. Mm -hmm. What we speak, what we think, what we do. So whatever we do, whether it's in word or in deed, do it with the same mindset and in the power and authority in the name of Jesus. And as we do that, let's give honor, glory, thanksgiving and appreciation to God for what he does for us. It's, that's a very good point, Taylor, is to pray the promises and when we're praying them, make sure he knows that we appreciate him and we honor him, we glorify him, and we thank him at all times and everything give thanksgiving. <clears throat> Okay, now let's go uh, to the Gospel of Matthew. Oh, I can find that one. <laughs> Chapter 18. Verses 19 and 20. And Ed can read that when he gets to that. 18... Verses uh, 19, 20. Yeah. Again, I tell you, if two of you are on earth agree, harmonize together, make a, symp a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything that, that may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by the by Father in heaven. For whatever two or three are gathered, drawn together as by followers, it into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Okay. Well, I like that for us. So that really ties back with the, with the verse out of Colossians. So yeah. there's power in one person praying, but when there are two or more gathered together, agreeing for the petition, and as long as that petition is also in the same mindset and standards as God, then you're guaranteed that the Father in heaven will accomplish it for you. And when you stand there praying together, pray in the name of Jesus and come together in his name. And Jesus is there with you, standing as intercessor. Because a lot of people don't realize says, there am I with them. Well, what does that mean? Jesus ever stands ever before the throne as our intercessor. He's our lawyer and our advocate. So when we pray in accordance with God's word, and we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, he's actually standing there with us in intercession for the answer to that prayer or petition. So that's a lot of meat 
right in that verse. And that's what we can stand on that and have confidence when we pray God's promises and pray them in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Any uh, comments about that? Any feelings, comments, anything you'd like to add to that? Okay, now we're going to ba go back to the Old Testament and read a f just a very few verses out of the Psalms to get get the flavor of the Old Testament. It's about the middle, almost to the middle of the Bible. Yeah. And we're going to start with. Uh, now we're going to jump around through the Psalms, but we're going to start with Psalm 118. I tried to put these in an order that has a flow. Okay, Psalm 118, verse 24 through 29. Would you like to read that, Taylor? This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, do save, we beseech thee. O Lord, we beseech thee, do send prosperity. Blessed is one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I give thanks to thee. Thou art my God, I extol thee. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Okay. So, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And we have a little uh, wooden plaque that was given to us that was handcrafted. And the plaque reminds us every day in the kitchen and dining area to rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. And uh, we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's also one of our groupings of Thomas Kincaid's with a um, painting of a church. Uh, the plaque also says, I will trust my day with the Lord, which, which to me is very meaningful. Now the NIV reads, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Now, God wants to prosper us, he wants to grant us success. When he gives us salvation, he wants to give us everything that the original Greek and Hebrew words meant for salvation. <clears throat> and in fact, Jesus' name, Yeshua, means God saves. So he wants us to have everything that we need in life, everything for, that we need for prosperity in all areas of life. Prosperity is not just money. It's not just financial resources or property. But it is health, wellness, relationships, safety, security, protection. Everything is complete 
There's blessings in salvation. There's wholeness. There's happiness in salvation. So God it, wants us to have that. Is it tied then more closely then to the word shalom? Shalom, uh, yes. Yeah, instead of prosperity. So maybe the original Hebrew word that was inserted in here was, uh, Lord, we beseech thee, do send shalom. As they, opposed to They prosperity. are pretty much interchangeable. Yeah. When you go back to the original writings. Because when we writings. discuss prosperity, success, uh, wellness in relationships, wellness in employment, wellness in everything that you do, we're going beyond English because English breaks it into little bits and we're moving into, you know, a Hebrew word that encompasses all of those things. Yes. Okay. It's, much, it's much more uh, encompassing <coughs> and it's, there's more wholeness. It's more of the Hebrew circular way of thinking as opposed to the Greek way of thinking which is linear and it's like a list of things yeah, separately. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew is, is all about the wholeness. Right. And it's all one concept. So that's right, and you're very perceptive to pick that out. Um, <clears throat> blessed, and here again, blessed goes back to shalom, happiness. Uh, and shalom, and uh, if you bless someone by saying shalom, shalom, you're saying perfect peace. And it's the, the meaning of shalom, perfect, perfection. And from the house of the Lord we bless you. And the Lord God shines his light on you. So he shines all his grace, goodness, and mercy down on us every day. The important part here as far as Tying back to the verse in Colossians is we're praying in the name of the Lord, we're blessed in the name of the Lord, and we are acknowledging God as our source and thanking Him, exalting Him, and realizing that He is good and His love endures forever for each and every one of us. So this applies to each person who is born again and has accepted Jesus as personal Lord and Savior. <clears throat> Now, he has made his light shine upon us. And this is also a prayer for our spiritual eyes and hearts to be opened. It is a prayer for understanding and for obedience to God's word. <clears throat> and we're going to uh, continue with some more verses to solidify this concept. Let's go to Psalm 31. Okay, let's just read verse 3. Uh, Ed, would you like to read that? Yes, you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Okay. So here again, we're looking for those phrases about functioning in the name of Jesus and praying in his name. So he's our rock. He's our solid foundation. He's our fortress, our high tower, our place of safety and security and protection. 
And for the sake of the name of Jesus, we ask him to lead us and guide us. So we're asking him to open up our spiritual eyes and hearts, open up our understanding, and help us to be obedient to God's word. Let's uh, go a few pages further to Psalm 54. And uh, Ed, would you read verses 1 and 2? Save me, O God, by your name. Judge and vindict me by your mighty strength and power. Hear my pleading and my prayer. O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. Okay. For strangers and insolent men are raising, rising up against me, and violent men and ruthless ones seek and demand my life. They do not set God before them. Hmm. So here again, it's save me, O God, by your name. It's his, the power and authority in his name and his character, who he is, which saves us and provides us vindication and provides the answers to our prayers. All right, let's now go back to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 Okay um, Verses 10 through 12 Ed would you like to do that? And with my whole heart have I sought you inquiring for you and of you and yearning for you. Oh, let me not wonder or step aside, either in ignorance or willfully, from your com commandments. Your word have I laid up in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Okay. Now skip down to verse 18. Open my eyes that I had may behold wondrous things of your law, out of your law. Okay, so Psalm 119, there's a lot of sorrow in there where David is feeling down and out because Saul is pursuing him, but at the same time, he focuses on God and he acknowledges that God is the answer. And he is still seeking God in the midst of his trials and tribulations. He seeks God with all his heart. Uh, David was called a man with God's heart. And he wants to be kept on the straight and narrow so that he may remain obedient to the word of God. He wants to hide God's word in his heart get it down deep in his heart and at the same time praise be to you O Lord and teach me open my eyes that I might see and understand the wonderful things in your word <clears throat> any comments so far on on these few scriptures 
Okay. Well, this phrase about open my eyes, this ties in with something that I was thinking about yesterday, about how unless you're born again, it, it's very difficult for your eyes to be open to the scripture and even begin to understand what the scripture says. And so I find it interesting that even David, who is favored by God, has things that are hidden from him and doesn't understand fully what God's intent is. And I think that one advantage we have since the death and resurrection of Jesus and then the um, things that happened after that and giving us the Holy Spirit gives us an advantage even over David in the fact that our eyes are open and that when we read the scripture and interpret it, we can see deeper even than people in the past in the Old Testament. Yes. With the Old Testament and New Testament together, that is the completion of God's plan for salvation and for everlasting life. Um, <clears throat> the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And you've probably heard that phrase a lot of times. But that fully explains what you're talking about. The Old Testament had prophets and would have people who foreshadowed what Jesus was going to do and foreshadowed the plan of redemption that would be carried out and foreshadowed the new covenant of grace that was accomplished when Jesus resurrected from the death on the cross. So, he was a man of God and continually sought new understanding and new revelation. And so do we, even though we have the New Testament and have more of the written word and the experiences of other people to build on, there is no one person can know everything. And even people who have seriously studied the Bible with all the commentaries for decades and decades and decades, and they teach wonderfully, they still get new revelation. Study of the Bible. When you seriously seek relationship with the Lord and seek further and deeper understanding, it will never, ever be boring. Because when you earnestly seek, more and more will be revealed to you. And it's more and more exciting when you understand what you're reading. When you start connecting the dots between the Old Testament and the New Testament, that's where you start to gain the deeper understanding. And you get the rhema understanding that helps you apply God's Word into your practical everyday life. And it affects your physical life, it affects your spiritual life. That's where the blessings start to flow. Because in Psalm 119, verse 33, in the same psalm, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe thy law, and keep it with all my heart. So that's 33 and 34. Yeah. So that ties in directly with that. Is, is still 35. getting the understanding in 35. Make me walk in the path of thy commandments, for I delight in it. 
for there I find delight. Mm -hmm. Delight, that's joy, that's yep. happiness. That's so this all ties fulfillment, that's excitement. And if you go down, uh, run down to verse 44 I'll let it through 47. And 48. Why don't you just read, read uh, 44 through 48. Okay. Go ahead, Ed. You can read that one. Okay. Yeah. I will keep your law continually forever and ever, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying it. I will walk at liberty at, at, at ease, for I have sought and inquired for land desperately required your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be put to shame. For I delight myself in your commandments with, which I love. I and 48 is, I lift up my hands to your commands which I love and I meditate on your decrees. Hmm. So it's not just reading them, but when you meditate, it's to run them over and over in your mind, to think about them, debate on them, uh, get them down into your heart, get them into your mind so that you remember them. Uh, to meditate is to chew on the word. And Sandy Ziegler always said it's like a, a cow chewing her cud. You know, they have the different stomachs and, you know, they chew on the cud and swallow it and then they burp it back up and they chew it over <coughs> again and they swallow it and then they burp it back up and it's just going over it and over it and turning it over and over to get deeper understanding and to get it into your mind and spirit. <clears throat> okay, let's now go to Psalm 138. And verses 2 and 3. Okay, Ed. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you will magnify your word above all your name. In the day which I call you, answer me, and you strengthen me with strength, might, and inflexibility to temptation to my inner self. So when you honor the Father and you praise the Father and you understand and accept His love and faithfulness and goodness and when you exalt all above all things the name and word of God in the name of Jesus and you stand on Jesus as your intercessor then you know and have that confident expectation that you will be answered. And standing on that word in the name of Jesus will strengthen you, make you bold when you pray. And you build up your faith and you build up your testimonies from prayers that are answered. <clears throat> Any, anything else? Any other any comments on that? Well, before Jesus came on the picture, this is David talking about calling on the name of God. Mm -hmm. And we went through a very interesting study, you and I together, um, on the name of God, on mm -hmm. the actual name of God. 
But one of the things that is really interesting to me is that once Jesus appeared on the scene, Jesus is our intercessor, intercessor for God. And so we need to take advantage of the fact that as Gentiles, we don't have to be calling on the name of the original Hebrew God, but we can call on Jesus and achieve our link from God through him. And I think one of the things that gets a lot of Christians confused is they become Old Testament um, focused uh, on too much of the Old Testament and not enough on the New Covenant. Because Jesus is someone that really gives us the ability to actually reach salvation for ourselves. That may be something coming up later in a teaching, I don't know. Even though Tina and I are well, together, says, you know, we don't go that, over this beforehand. Uh, well, <laughs> when, when Jesus came and he taught his disciples how to pray, he said, pray to my Father in heaven. Right. And whatever you ask, ask in my name. Right. That's in Matthew. Let's see. Let's see if I can. So we're praying to God, but using Jesus as our intercessor. Uh, Matthew 6, verse... Uh, Verse 9, he says, and then, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And he says to pray to the heavenly Father. Okay. <clears throat> so we don't pray to Jesus. We pray to God the Father. He's the creator, the recreator. The originator he is the the ultimate source but Jesus became our high priest he's our high priest and king and he stands as intercessor so we pray in the name and authority of Jesus who came and gave us the blessings through salvation but we're still praying to we're praying God. to we're God the Father to Yahweh in the name, in the name of, of Jesus, Jesus. But the thing is, they're all part of the, the Trinity, the God, the triune Godhead. Right. But it's different parts of Elohim, mm -hmm. the Godhead. <clears throat> okay. Let me just read um, Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. And remember in John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that is another verse that explains that we call on God in spirit and in truth but we do it through Jesus because Jesus is the way the truth and the life and no one goes to the Father God in heaven except through Jesus <clears throat> now in Isaiah 26 verse 8 I'll read that yes Lord 
walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the, are the desire of our hearts. Uh, we're going to stop there. I'm very glad you clarified a point for me today because um, it's kind of like I was always wondering is, you know, should we be praying, you know, to Jesus or to the Lord himself as opposed to going through Jesus? Because a lot of that ties in with Catholicism, you know, where you have to pray through the saints or through Mary to get anywhere, you know. And I think that I was... Um, confused about, you know, should I be praying directly to God or should I be praying, you know, to Jesus to step in for me? You know, and so I, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, you've assured for me that I could pray directly to Yahweh um, and Jesus has the authority to intercede for me and help me with that prayer. Right. And I hadn't thought of it that way before. Yeah, we don't pray through men or the Virgin Mary or the saints, we pray to God through Jesus. And the scriptures are very clear about that. Uh, now next week we will continue with more scriptures about the authority and the reason for praying in the name. It's fine, you know, we're learning how to pray God's promises, but we need to learn how to do that effectively. There are spiritual laws set in the Bible that will make our prayers effective and this is the the number one key right here is praying in the name of Jesus right. and then we'll be talking about pleading his blood too so that's another extremely important component but uh, you know there are some times of crisis uh, where the most effective prayer you can pray is just say Jesus mm -hmm. Jesus help me it doesn't always have to be a, a long prayer or a fancy or follow a formula. Because he can intercede. So instantly. you can just say Jesus and call on his name. And you call on the name of Jesus in a crisis, mm -hmm. in a tragedy, in an accident, in spiritual oppression. Jesus. That one word is packed with all the power you need. But when you're doing a prayer, you know, your prayers, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And amen, so be it. <laughs> <clears throat>